0: Yes, another hour of the program, but back to the morning show format. So the roundup's done for episode one for uh, this season with Matty Johns. Don't forget, Morning Glory returns this Friday morning too, from 9am across the SEN network, Matty Johns and the gang. But the roundup is up and running. So we've still got an hour together and now's your time to pick up the phone, but it's going to be busy, folks. one 1170 is the open line number. Text 457 736 736 as you can imagine had a lot to catch up with with Matty John so apologies we haven't got to your text but we'll do so and it's going to be busy here too coming up Brett Phillips to talk tennis Australian defense event Matt Leo part of the Philadelphia Eagles lineup will join us from stateside so we'll do that and have a good chat with Matt in the build-up to Super Bowl 57 and also your snap judgments thanks to snap fitness as you know When it comes to rugby league in particular, there are quite a few issues. But I also want your snap judgments on the Australian cricket test team. What do they do? Josh Hazelwood is out with an Achilles injury. We know that Cam Green and Mitchell Stark out. So snap judgments around that. Think of what you'd do. Do you just unleash Scott Boland? Well, they're going to have to. Do you go the two spinners in Lyon and Ashton Agar? And what about the new wild thing? In Lance Morris, some snap judgments coming your way today thanks to Snap Fitness. But first up, and we'll do this every Monday morning, so make sure you stay tuned after the roundup, head-to-head. I go one-on-one with leading and influential figures in the world of sport and obviously a man who's um, dominating the headlines over the last couple of weeks and now has his feet under the desk. We're going head-to-head with new Wallabies coach Eddie Jones, the man tasked with revitalising rugby in Australia. Massive news being reported right now. Dave Rennie, the Wallabies coach, has been sacked. Eddie Jones will take over for the 2023 Rugby World Cup. Eddie Jones will return to the Wallabies as head coach.
1: there had been a sense that change was coming for some time. The moment that Eddie Jones was sacked by England at the start of December, it was that point in time where we went, OK, well, Rugby Australia's been talking to Eddie Jones for a long time. Why not bring him in? They've ultimately decided to pounce on this.
2: He's the best coach in the world. He's an Aussie. He's a classic Sydney fighter. He understands rugby and our competitive dynamic here, locally and up in Queensland, and he'll deliver results for us, big results.
3: The only thing that matters now is, is what we do together on each day and how we can get better. That's the only thing that matters. And we want pride back in Australian rugby. You know, as we said, we've been through a tough period. We want pride back. That's the most important thing, mate.
2: He's a coach that gets results. At end of his career with the Wallabies wasn't flashes, but, you know, he's gone on to prove he's a, he can coach at the international level. He's been a success at the international level and, uh, and I think it's um, just what Australia need. You don't want to screw up when you're playing Petty Jones. There's
0: a few snowflakes that play a professional sport nowadays and when they get yelled at, they don't really like it. Well, Eddie won't give a rip whether you like it or not. you will confident if you don't do what, he's, what he asks you to do.
1: Maybe,
3: you know, we
2: need, you know, a bit of a rocket and, and I think Eddie can deliver it.
3: Our target's to win the World Cup. We win the World Cup, it changes things for for rugby in Australia, so our target's to win the World Cup, then we'll worry about what happens after And to win the World Cup, we're going to take this talented group of players who are going to have to work together to make a team that has a competitive edge over the rest of the world. And if you look at World Rugby at the moment, there's six teams not separated by a cigarette paper. They're so tight. And the team that learns the most over the next nine months will be the team that lifts the uh, William Webb Ellis Trophy in the stud to France on the 28th of October at about 11pm. And we're intending that to be us. And then, then from that, kids will want to play rugby.
0: Well, he's back, folks. And like I've said, the Eddie Show's back in town. Wallabies coach Eddie Jones joins us on the morning show. Good morning to you, Eddie. Welcome back.
1: Yeah, no, thanks, mate. Uh, great to be back and, you know, it's a great honour to be leading Australia again.
0: So your first full week back in the job, Eddie, has much changed since you left Wallabies last time around in 2005? Uh, well, apart from personnel,
1: uh know the, you know, the game's still battling a little bit. Um, but that's the opportunity to, to turn things around. Uh, certainly there's a lot of goodwill around, mate, a lot of goodwill around.
0: Even when you were let go by England, did you think that you would ever be Wallaby's coach again after what happened 18 years ago now?
1: Yeah, I never really thought about it, mate, uh, to be quite honest. Obviously, yeah, there was a few chats about doing it further down the track, but then... Um, when I got the phone called and, 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 you know, was asked whether I'd consider coming back now, you know, it doesn't take you too long to answer, mate.
0: Yeah, I, I bet we had a good chat with Hamish McLennan who, you know, talked us through the process there and according to them, they fell off their chair when you were let go by England. Now that you reflect on how that all played out, how do you, I guess, how do you recognise or, or deal with what happened to you with England taking away what then processed, uh, processed after that with Australia?
1: Yeah, well, with England, you know, at the end of the day, mate, I've been coaching long, long enough to know if you're not meeting the expectations of the organisation and of the fans, then your time's limited. So, you know, we had a, a tough 2022. We didn't do as well as we would have liked, so the writing was on the wall, um, it was the end of you know seven years where I had a thoroughly good time, and then, you know, I was getting all ready to basically have a bit of a bit of a coaching break. I was going to go to Japan for three months, do a bit with my old club, Suntory, help them out a bit, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're on the plane to Australia and you, you're in the World Cup campaign.
0: Which is the coach's lot, isn't it? You, you've got to be ready to move and be agile, just like probably what you tell your players along the way. Was the NRL yeah. ever ever seriously considered, Eddie? Ah, uh, look,
1: for me it was, but I don't know for them, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, you know, we've had a couple of uh, cursory chats to various sorts of people, but you know, it'd be a big punt for them. Um, but I'd still love to do it, mate. Who
0: knows? What was the appeal? What is the appeal to? To rugby league for you? Uh, look, I was brought up in La Perouse, which is mm. probably the
1: spiritual home of the Rabbitohs. Um, you know, some of their greatest players came from that area. Big Aboriginal population, um, and I grew up playing rugby league. And you know, I remember with my dad, uh, we used to go and watch Souths play at the Sydney Cricket Ground. We would watch the three grades. You know, they kick off at twelve o'clock. And uh, the competition's got so so much better since then. And, you know, the, the game you see of NRL now, if you, if you,
0: it's a fantastic game. And imagine coaching, coaching in that tough competition. Is there one player, if you could put one player from rugby league into your coaching, I mean, you're always going to get asked who you'd love to sign, and there are endless possibilities. But in terms of coaching one rugby league player, is there one that you could focus on?
1: Oh look, the bloke was always Andrew Johns. You know, we nearly had him in 2005. Um, he agreed to come, and at the last minute, the board said no. Of the current players, you know, there's a rugby boy called Cameron Murray. He'd be pretty handy, mate. You know, he'd be a fantastic 12 in rugby.
0: So you come back, and here you go again, ready to take over Australia, or taken over the Australian setup already. And the World Cup's not too far away. And you've outlined that the game is still struggling a little bit here in Australia. So what's your position? Is it is it part coach, part salesman? Obviously, the coaching side's 99% of the job. But you understand better, I reckon, than anyone, Eddie, how much sometimes you need to sell thing, uh, sell things. Yeah. How much was that discussed when you sat down with Andy Marinos and with Hamish in Rugby Australia?
1: Oh, it wasn't really discussed. Um, yeah, well, I don't try to be uh extroverted i don't try to uh be prominent but i i think one of the things i try to do is to tell the truth and and um you know that gets into trouble sometimes mate but it also creates interest and i think as the wallaby coach you do need to create interest we need to create interest in the game you know we're over in perth with england in june And Justin, one of the things Justin Langer said to me, he came over and watched training, he said, we never hear about the Wallabies anymore. Um, and that's what we want to change because, yeah, we want those, those floating fans, the fans who are looking for a national team to support, to, to support the Wallabies. You know, we don't want to take fans from rugby league or AFL. We want to get that swinging, swinging group of, of supporters uh, back supporting the Wallabies, you know when we when you couldn't get a ticket to a Blues Cup. Now you couldn't get a ticket for your life in the Blues Cup twenty years ago, and now you can probably get them quite easily.
0: And it's interesting. I find it interesting, Eddie. I said the other day that you're a master at selling what you want people to buy. And and I think that that's just been part of your routine and it is natural for you. You don't want to be controversial. You don't want to put yourself out there, but it seems to be ingrained. Where did the entertainment side of Eddie Jones come from? Where did that factor come from? That's, that's deep within because you like a laugh. You like a joke. You don't mind playing a few mind games.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I was lucky. I had a bloke called Bob Dwyer, uh, yeah you know, he won the world Cup in ninety one as our as our club mm. coach and he was such a charismatic uh you know told a good story you wanted to listen to him and I always felt if I ever a coach, I wanted to be like him um yeah because they're they're the sort of people that uh that you follow and uh he had such an effect on Australian rugby you know we want to go through that golden period again mate
0: where are you at with the playing group? How many have you spoken to? What what's the schedule been over the last what week and a bit since you've had your feet back under the desk?
1: Yeah, no, I've caught up with the senior players by Zoom, a few of them by phone. Um, I'm out I'm out on the been out on the weekend to watch the trial matches and, and caught up with a few of them. so over the next couple of weeks, you know, I hope to see the bulk of the the World Cup squad which is forty players and have a quick chat to them, see where they're at. But there, you know their job now is to play as well as they can for Super Rugby and then just say, you know, pick me. Play that well, you got to pick me. That's their job. You know, players select or deselect themselves. So I'm looking forward to seeing him play Super Rugby.
0: Yeah, and that's going to be one of the keys, isn't it, Super Rugby? Because I guess there's a whole stack of players now who might have thought they weren't in the picture under Dave Rennie. And perhaps that is a little bit more open now because... You're here, obviously, you know, different person with a different outlook. So what do players have to do to impress you through Super Rugby?
1: Oh, well, I think there's a couple of things, mate. Play tough. Um, you know, we play a tough physical game. They've got to play tough and they've got to have an X factor, you know, whether that be a particular skill or a, a particular... Uh, work rate area of their game. They've got to to show they've got that little bit extra to go from Super Rugby to Test Match Rugby.
0: So then what's the message to your current players? Is it the same message? Yeah,
1: stump up. Just stump up, boys. Yeah, And what what we want is to see winning Super Rugby teams. The last time Australia won Super Rugby was in 2014. 2015, Australia made the final of the World Cup and was beaten by a great New Zealand side, but it comes seconds, you know, a, a pretty good effort. And, and that's what we want to see. We want to see, see the players stump up Super Rugby, win, beat the Kiwi sides, come into camp full of confidence, knowing that they've got their measure. And, and then, you know, it's up to us to take it on from there.
0: World Cup. It's the focus, isn't it? That, that's, that's the reason why you are sitting where you are sitting now. But it's a long-term deal and it's a much broader deal. There's Bledisloe Cup, there's five games before you get to the World Cup. How are you going to judge your performance? Because you know that the, the fans and the punters and the critics out there will say, well, this bloke's been brought in to win the World Cup. If he doesn't, then it's a fail. How do you judge what, what you achieve in the next 12 months in particular?
1: Well, I think there's two things, Matt. I think one's we want to win. We want to win the World Cup. Like, and you go to the World Cup. There's 20 teams, and only one team successful. Um, but you can play well. And and the second prize is to play well. Yeah, you know, and and playing well means that every time we play, the Wallaby supporters are sitting on the edge of the, their seat, thinking this team's playing hard for our country. You know, and if we do that. And if we can do both of those things, it's a great success. If we do, do the first one and win, well, the second one will come. And if we only do the second one, then we've made some good improvements because maybe that hasn't been the case up, uh, for a while now and then that's what we want to make sure we do.
0: And what about the other aspect of the job, Eddie? The, the Wallaroos overseeing that entire program as well?
1: Yeah, and no, I was just out on the last weekend on Friday at a, a luncheon raising money for the for the... Waratah's women's team. Yeah, well, I think sports changed enormously, hasn't it? Um, you know, if 20 years ago, if you would have been saying there's a super rugby competition for women, the Women's World Cup's going to be in Australia in 2000, whatever it is, 29, you, know, you would have been, people would have looked at you sideways. But now, you know, women's, women's sport and women's rugby, particularly, is such an important growth area. I'm going to help their coaching staff just for some of the experience I've accumulated. Yeah, it might be a selection tip. It might be a training tip. You know, just play a bit of a supervisory role with them.
0: How's the energy factor, Eddie? How, how are you going to keep the candle going so long, burning it for so hard for so long?
1: Yeah, no, no problems, mate. Nine and a half months. <laughs> Mate, I'll still have plenty in the tank. I'll be able to go around again, mate.
0: <laughs> I reckon you will. Right, So we've got messages there to prospective Wallabies, messages to current Wallabies, messages on the women's side of the game and the overall state of the game. So let's finish it off with a message to your fans, the fans that you've got, the fans that Australian rugby's lost and the fans that you're hoping to get back. Yeah,
1: well, just be ready. You know, we need we need your support. We need to win your support, but we also need you to stump up as well. And, you know, as we said, we need everyone in the rugby community, which has probably shrunk a little bit, to do their little bit. We'll be doing our bit, and if we can both do it together and meet in the middle, we're going to have a, we're going to have a good time.
0: It's going to be a wild ride. We're glad you're back on our shores. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun as well. Eddie, appreciate your time this morning. All right. Good on you, Matt. Cheers, mate. Welcome back to the program. It's busy, folks. Matt Leo, uh, part of the Philadelphia Eagles lineup, will be joining us in about 15 minutes' time, so make sure you stay tuned for that ahead of Super Bowl 57. Your thoughts on Eddie Jones and what he had to say there in that uh, deep dive chat with the new Wallabies coach. Uh, The reaction to the past three weeks since he's taken over, I think, has been positive more so. And I've seen the Eddie show firsthand, and I know what's coming. I don't know what's coming on the field, but obviously there are messages there to players. There are messages there to fans and supporters, but the ones that need to get through obviously there will be the players. Um, When it comes to the Six Nations that Eddie left behind or it left him behind, Scotland defeated England 29 points to 23. There was some razzle-dazzle stuff in that one. Ireland 34-10 over Wales. And this morning it was the French over Italy, 29 points to 24. So I haven't seen any highlights from that, but a five point game in the end in that one with the French defeating Italy and Scotland, like I say, over the top of England, 29 uh, 23. And some pretty incredible stuff along the way. Your thoughts on what you just heard from Eddie Jones? 300 01 1170 is the open line or 736 on our text line. Let's do some snap judgments or a snap judgment because snap fitness is on a mission to help you feel fantastic. So Josh Hazelwood out of the first test, Australia V India in Nagpur joins Mitchell Stark and Cameron Green finger injuries. Both in fact, probably all three likely to be there for the second test. Remember it's a four test series. This is a massive, massive series for well cricket, and for Australian cricket in particular. Scotty Boland will be drafted in. You've got to say that's a given. It'll be his first test overseas, first test on foreign soil. But I tell you what, if you're Pat Cummins and you're looking around, and sure, you're missing the likes of Mitchell Stark, now Josh Hazelwood, and the X Factor that is Cameron Green, imagine being able to look around and see Scotty Boland and say, well, I know what I'm going to get. I'm going to get somebody who, no matter how hot it is, how difficult it is, what they throw at us is not going to stop. So, like for like, possibly you're, you know, you, you're going a different way. I mean, it's just different personalities, different players at different stages of their career. But when you've got Scotty Boland there, I think it's an it, it's a like for like in terms of heart and performance, and he will stand up. What do they do in terms of spinners or do they go the new wild thing in Lance Morris? I think that's the unknown question. Uh, The question, you can give me your thoughts on that. Snap Fitness with you every step of the way, snapfitness.com.au. On that, already on the text, in the first test for India, we need to get on the front foot first and win that test. So I'd keep Renshaw at six with Green not able to bowl. So that's the other part. And good point out. Green can't bowl, but he could possibly bat. But you got Matt Renshaw there. Yet give Todd Murphy a go. Not worry about the same sport, uh, sort of spinner with the goat and with Cummins and Boland. So bringing Todd Murphy into the lineup as well. That's not a bad snap judgment. Thank you for that. SEN's coverage of the Tour of India begins this Thursday from 2.30 in the afternoon, Eastern Daylight Saving Time. So half past one for our Queensland listeners. Bharat Sundarayson, Peter Lawler, Hasha Bogley, um, Adam Collins, of course, a host of cricket experts for all the action with Jared Waitley joining them for the second test after bringing us all the action for Super Bowl. And on that, a man who's uh, been with the Philadelphia Eagles for the last couple of years, actually born in Adelaide. Do you know much about Matt Leo? Born and raised in Adelaide, but grew up playing rugby league. Loved Carmichael Hunt and Petro Sever. He was inspired by Jesse Williams, who won a Super Bowl with Seattle back in 2014 to take on the NFL. Now, he won't be running out there for Super Bowl 57, but he is part of the Philadelphia Eagles program, and we'll be catching up with him after our next news break in about 10 minutes' time. Hopefully, we'll get him on the line uh, as soon as possible, but dialing in from the state, So looking forward to that one. If you've got any questions, send them on in. And Rinki Jakarta. Well, he's back in action, and he's he's won. He's flipped the grand slam title that he won, the major title in doubles um, that he won with Jason Kubler at the Australian Open, into an ATP Challenger win in Tasmania. Brett Phillips will have that for us very soon. Yes, Vanessa, the boys survived Brecky, and they're going back to their traditional home of the run home later on this afternoon. So Joel and Fletch with you this afternoon. Jimmy Smith, of course, coming up in about half an hour's time, and in my special chat with Philadelphia Eagles player Matt Leo coming up soon. But the world of tennis doesn't stop. Seems like only yesterday, the first major of the year wrapped up. Well, it kind of, it kind of was, and now Rinky Hidjikata and Co are back out there. And in Rinky's case, it's been a successful. Um, successful journey down to Tasmania. Brett Phillips, the host of the first serve, is on the line. Good morning to you, BP. That's a good way to roll into a a start of a new year
2: off the back of a doubles major win for Rinky. No, he's looking good, the young man. Uh, Matt, 21 years of age, obviously uh, more people now know about uh, Rinky Hitchikata after his uh, triumph on Rod Laver Arena. But uh, he had to reset uh, from, you know, dubs to, you know, just the... Uh, euphoria of winning a Grand Slam trophy. He jumped on the little Rex uh, propellers going at full speed down to Bernie for the week. Uh, Matt, and he played some great tennis. Uh, James Duckworth was the top seed. Rinky was the number two seed. And uh, he beat James and and beat him pretty convincingly in that uh, final. His level was terrific. He's now at 119 in the world. So we've uh, been trying to project where Rinky can finish by year's end. He has laid a great platform and now the challenge of going on the road. So he'll head over to the US now, uh, leading into like a a Dallas in towards Indian Wells, uh, Miami, and trying to replicate that home form on the road. This is a young man that has spent uh, the vast majority of his sort of formative years on the road, either on tour or in college. So he's really adept to that. And I think he's playing at a level that can certainly see him in uh, double-digit ranking figures at some stage uh, this year. Do you become...
0: A man. I mean, if you win on tour, you become a marksman. man. We know that. But when you win a doubles title at the AO, do you become more of a marked man there or have you still got to prove yourself singles week in, week out like he's done here in Burnie?
2: Yeah, I, I think uh, that's his absolute priority. So we may not even see Rinky step up and play a hell of a lot of doubles uh, this year. That, that's really the unknown. I mean, he and Jason Kerbel are very different schedules, different stages of their singles journey. So the top priority is singles, and that's why he's had to go back to the ATP Challenger Tour this week because you're still going to win those uh, those tough matches, uh, those grinding matches if he's going to crack it into the top 100. So it's, it's a totally different ball game. The AO was a surprise; it's a bonus. Uh, it's something on the regime that uh, he would never have expected. Uh, but his he, real focus and grind is to, you know, go to places like Bernie, go to other places where you know, it's not the same atmosphere and you've got to bring your best to the table. And look, he I'm a huge fan. I think he's got the makings of someone that can have a sustained career, not just be a flash in the pan and drop away.
0: Good stuff. Uh, first serve tonight, 8pm 8, 8 uh, Eastern Daylight Saving Time. So live tonight on the SEN Network. What's on the list tonight?
2: Well, we'll have the other Bernie winner, Storm Hunter, uh, who wins her first title as uh, Mrs Hunter uh, over the weekend in Bernie on the women's side. I'm really hoping Storm can get back up towards that top 100, Matt, this year. It's all been about the doubles last year inside the top 10. So Storm will have a really good chat to us. In fact, we're going to do a really big Aussie projection uh, tonight on the show and uh, want plenty of people to weigh into that uh, by calling in tonight and lots of other tennis news bubbling around. The Davis Cup on the weekend, if I just close my eyes, my goodness me, the sounds, whether it was coming from Chile or (laughs) Colombia or the Netherlands... It was just music to my ears, Matt. That roar of a home Davis Cup crowd. Please, organisers out there, all you seven governing bodies, come together and save this competition. So don't just play one week of home and away. We play maybe three or four weeks because it was brilliant. The crowds, uh, they turned up in huge droves. So we'll, we'll drill down a bit further on that tonight.
0: I like it. Good on you, Brett. Have a good show tonight. Thank you, Matt. The the first serve tonight, right here on SEN, uh, 8 pm Eastern Daylight Time, so 7 pm for our Queensland listeners or tune in via the SEN app. Back after this, Matt Leo will join us from the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, let's get to some of those uh, texts right now. Uh, This one from Hugh. Great to hear Eddie Jones is out and about chatting rugby. We've needed it. Play tough and deliver the X Factor like it, says Hugh. A lot of people would agree with you. A lot of people, especially a lot of rugby union fans, would agree with you. And this is, and, and look, it's funny. I've heard this across the board. No disrespect to Dave Rennie, but, and I would say the same thing, and I said the same thing last week. No disrespect at all, different cats. There's no doubt about it. And it's unfortunate that he lost his job along the way. That's what happens in the world of sport. But there is an eddy entertainment factor that's just as needed right now than victories on the field. Uh, By the way, you can catch up that full interview on our podcast. So just look for Mornings with Matt White. And if you missed it this morning, Matty Johns and myself do the roundup now every Monday morning from 9 till 11. So covering all the issues, obviously, uh, focusing there on rugby league, especially when the season gets underway Um, So dig into where you get your favourite podcast from. Uh, Search it up, The Roundup with Matt White, Matt Johns, and you will find it there. Matty, we have the player talent. All Eddie has to do is fix the on-field discipline. We would have won more games last year, says Lordy. Thank you, Lordy. Yes, and there are close games too. So that's the other part, I guess, for Eddie um, and where the Wallabies are at. Those close losses, how do you turn them around? into wins it's the magic potion that all coaches would be looking for um peter says i've noticed that betting agencies are taking bets on the nrl trial games this weekend i haven't seen this before do you find potential integrity issues here given that teams are not necessarily going into these games to win um peter i don't i don't really bet that much at all but i certainly don't um bet on rugby low i can't i reckon i reckon the old uh footy tab was the last time that i probably had a solid bet on rugby league. So I'm not sure. Let me know, folks, if if betting on trial games has been around. I, I guess it has. It hasn't? All right. Well, let me know. And when it comes to integrity issues, I guess if you know that, I mean, you're not going into betting on a trial match thinking that you're going to have a full disclosure of players at your disposal. So I guess you know what you're betting on. And in terms of the integrity issues, I I guess that's all that matters. But let me know a little bit more. Um, Thank you for that, Peter. I'll try and get to some answers from our listeners and those that do punt on rugby league a bit more. Uh, Jesse from Albion Park, will teamless Tuesday return tomorrow um, with the pre-season challenge starting on Thursday? (sighs) Uh, I guess so. We could do that. I mean, Jimmy dives into that as well. So we can take it that way. Um, Ben from earlier this morning, like my mum says, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. in the morning. Go home. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I mean, w- what chance? See, this is the thing. Somehow you have to, and, and this is off the back of your Latrell slash Jack Whiten incident and the chat that I had with Matty Johns about this, he's, he's been smack bang in the middle. But at some stage, somehow, you have to work out how to reserve that 1%, 2% space in your brain, and this is not easy to do, especially after you've had a skin fall and you're partying with your mates and you're used to wrestling with them. But some stage, somehow, the, the, the ones that work it out are the ones that reserve that little piece there. If it's a 2% sober bubble in your head, then you've got to work out how to get that and tap in on that when you're 98% the other way. Now, that's not a preach at all. That's just one of the ways to try and manage a situation like that. And it's difficult. Absolutely difficult. Um, when we were talking about the sixes and the big hitting in Big Bash earlier today, I did mention that you know Don Bradman, for instance, spent his lifetime hitting along the carpet, hitting along the grass. Uh, how do you reckon Jeff boycott or the corpse with pads, Bill Laurie would go in with today's cricket bats? Ha ha, says Gary. Well, the shots would be bigger. The middle of the bat, you'd have to say, is bigger. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the text line on 1300-01-1170. Keep those calls and texts coming. Yes, and don't forget we are back full swing tomorrow and Wednesday morning, Andrew Webster, uh, with his first appearance of the year as well. So Wednesdays with Webby is back. There you see we have a chocker block week, an absolute chocker block week. Thursday morning as well, Matty Johns with Morning Glory on Friday. I mean, look, if you can't keep up with it all, it's really easy. Just keep it on SEN. It's, it's not that hard. Matt Leo, by the way, has gone MIA. Um, got a little bit of proper preparation to do with his teammates, but um, the chat that we were hoping to have with our Philadelphia Eagles uh, squad member is probably not going to happen. If he does pick up the phone and give us a call, we'll just send him on through to Jimmy, and Jimmy and Coach K can stop what they're talking about and have a chat with Matt Leo. By the way, they're also going to do When Your Team Got Robbed, as their topic today. Can you think of examples when your team got robbed? Now, 2 a.m., Tommy, you've been busy producing. Uh, Thankfully, you're not on the tools today, the panel. Oh, okay. How how did you go? Sorry.
4: Morning, Maddie. Morning, Alex. Morning, listeners. Just put the boot into me straight away. I thought we'd forgive and forget what happened on Friday. No,
0: what you did on Friday was give our listeners. I mean, we spoke about the Netflix effect, right? Yes. Yes. (laughs) About behind the scenes. What you did was give our listeners a behind the scenes during the news. What happens during the news? You, you accidentally on purpose left my microphone off. So perhaps you could take me off air and then get your own show. Mm. So.
4: Well, remember before that, I said it was the best worst start possible because I forgot to turn my mic on. Which
0: I still don't know what that means. That's, that gives me an ice cream headache trying to think of that. Mm. Um, but look, you got over it and you probably just sort of sulked around all weekend.
4: Uh, I did and I did. I had a very quiet weekend because I knew Monday was going to be fit and firing, ready to go, Matty Johns and yourself in studio, and it was great. Has your team
0: ever got robbed? Uh,
4: Yeah, 2022. So 2022 NRL season. Go back to, I think it was round 17. Our Roosters uh, listeners will remember this. Roosters v. Panthers on a Friday night, a wet and windy Friday night. Jared Sutton, oh my goodness, Jared Sutton. He called one of the stupidest penalties ever. Sam Verrills um, apparently had a dangerous tackle on Scott Sorensen with about 40 seconds left. Blows a penalty, and then three tackles later, the scores are tied. Villiam and kick out goes in to score a try, and Trent Robertson absolutely blew his lid off. Yes. At Jared in the post-match presser got fined 20, for it. I, yeah. Got fined for it, I believe. Yes. Um, we were right in the midst of that game, and that penalty just ruined it. So that was a t-
0: that was a moment when my team y- you got. You might robbed. have to help out Jimmy's Show because I think he needs to hear that story. Again. Well,
4: I told him. I told him <laughs> before. I told him before. <laughs> I'm just still brewing from that. But, again, as you should do with me, forgive and forget.
0: Exactly. That's what we do. Oh four five We'll come back, wrap it up, and hand it over to Jimmy. We're not going to come no, back. No, we're not going to come back. Oh, we're not going to come back. Oh, okay. Look, you should have seen the flat spin. everyone. Got I thought we still had another ad break to get No, done. we didn't, Matty. Okay, so we don't need to do that, but you can text and continue on. I'm trying to think when, when my team got robbed. Manly Seagulls. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Last play, 1997. Mm. Oh. Not so much a robbing. I was going to say, that's not a robbery. That's just no. bad defense. Yeah. Well, ooh, <laughs> and a smart play. Yeah. A mm. kind of smart play. All right. Now, a couple of texts then. Now that I know that we've got the time before we wrap it up, let me give you your text that you've sent through. Um, yeah, just, just onto that uh, back to the sixes and whether or not you're going to hit it along the ground. Gary Sobers is at the opposite of Don Bradman. When he hit his six sixes in one over, his philosophy was – Hit it in the air because there's no fieldsman up there. Um, Good philosophy until it comes down, I guess. But he was so good uh, that he just went six times six. How can Mitchell play, as in Luttrell, the All-Star game, let alone any NRL games, if he's been charged? Leilua and going back to DeBellon and so forth, they couldn't play until their day in court, says Mike. I
4: think that's a bit different with the no-fault stand-down policy. He's not facing up to 11 years in jail if he's found guilty of whatever he's been charged Mm. with. So that's... it's it's a lot
0: different in those circumstances. Yes. Uh, Jay from Blacktown says uh, that the tabloids are talking it down, and it's not for me to allege anything, but he's uh, leaning towards more happening. Footballers were ejected and an incident did occur. Um, watch this space. Is I mean, it sort of goes into almost Fletchy's rumour style, doesn't it?
4: Maddie, can I bring up something with you? And some of our oh. listeners on Twitter has, have brought this up and they made, us, they made us aware. So you spoke to Jason Dimitro just nearly over two weeks ago now. On, it was on the 25th of January. And he had a, a kind of an eye-opening quote when it comes to Luttrell. He goes, there's maturity in Latrell now that he's 25 and he's established himself as a real senior player in the game. So some of our listeners retweeted that last night and go, well, hasn't this aged well? But I guess it goes – when I first saw the story, I go, okay, two mates, they're drunk, going into a bit of a scuffle. That, uh, it's happened with my mates a lot of time. You've probably got stories yourself. I think it's a no issue. But uh, then again, as what Maddie Johns was saying earlier this morning, do it in public, other people see. It's just – uh, especially when these CBA negotiations are going on right now, Clint Newton would have seen that and gone – he would have dropped his head in his hand saying, oh, my God, can this seriously not happen at a worse time? So – um, do I think it's a massive deal? No, in the scheme of things, no. Is it a great look for Latrell for Jack, the Rabbitohs, the Raiders, the NRL right before the All Star peace event?
0: No. Mm. Yeah, it, look, it's it's one of those things, and the fact that they're two footballers is is the reason why it's on the on the front page. Uh, another text here says you can downplay or one can downplay the players' fight issue, but police already have more important issues to tend to than this stupidity, property, juvenile crime rife. Mitchell may have had a little um, hissy about his shoulder, but drunken, scuffling individuals strongly risk going down and making head contact with the pavement. It can happen easily and tragic consequences, yes. And thankfully, nothing like that happened out of this. But look, they've put out a statement. We know what's going to happen. The NRL Integrity... Um, Will do their own investigation. Been, so we, we know what's going to happen here. It's, it's the pre-season headline of scandal that everyone was looking for, and it doesn't come if those two don't... Well, we were pretty, out we were pub. pretty
4: scandalous free this off season. It was pretty tame off season, in my opinion, in terms of players doing some silly things off the field. Um, this is kind of the first one in the last, honestly, last few weeks, maybe a month. That's yeah. kind of jumped out and gone all oh. because again, we've said it constantly in twenty twenty two, Latrell Mitchell, like he is, he's the guy. Whether it's right or wrong, he'll he'll be in the headlines, he'll sell papers, he will Get all the the clickbaits for the articles, for the Daily Telegraph, City Morning Herald, whatnot. He is kind of the guy that people are attracted to, rightly or wrongly. Not saying what he did was right, not saying what he did was wrong. He just happened to be there.
0: Uh, they both put out a joint statement, by the way, a media statement from Latrell Mitchell and Jack Whiten. Wanted to express remorse for putting ourselves in this position uh, to embarrass our clubs in the NRL. And they say, while well, everyone enjoyed a great night, we understand that our wrestle as harmless as we believed it to be was a poor decision and may have looked bad, and we're sorry for this. So, like I say, they put out the Mia culpa, and they point out, too, we remain great friends and are looking forward to proudly representing our community at All Stars um, this weekend. I, I don't know where it goes from here, but it's in the hands of the NRL. I mean, do they get fined? Yep. Suspended
4: fine. Uh, that's my tip. I think it's a suspended t- uh, suspended fine.
0: Yeah. Well, if you're going to find somebody over this, find them. What's a, what's a suspended fine? Don't bother finding them. Well, you can just do the tail in May and just suspend him for 2024 now. <laughs> <laughs> just do that. <laughs> oh, you're taking it right down the list. Uh, Stu from Cronulla earlier on today uh, when Matty Johns uh, came on in, I said, you know, it's, we're, we've, we've doubled up here. So why not go for two mats on a Monday morning? He says it's always better to have two mats than one. Helps prevent trampling dirt through the office as in <laughs> two to one. Jeez. Harsh. Harsh but fair. Uh, we are back tomorrow morning from nine o'clock, so a full morning show coming your way. Make sure you stay tuned and join Jimmy Smith when your team got robbed. Be part of that conversation. Have a great day, everybody. We'll do it all again tomorrow from nine.